Log Talk Radio. A little bit of grooving tonight as we join you from rainy Seattle and probably sunny Austin, Texas. My name is Juan Aleman. Welcome to another episode of the 80s Hour or So. With me tonight, as always, is Mr. Tony Lama, people, the one and only out here in Austin, Texas. What's up, people? Man, not much is going on, but I have to tell you all one thing before we get started on our theme for the night is that Tony was rubbing it in. I don't know how many of you are from Texas, but he's having Whataburger tonight, and I can't have that in Washington. I'm very jealous. Very, yeah, I very just took two bites and I just couldn't eat it, and I'm just gonna sit here and just, <laughs> just be get wasted. Old. Yeah, be like, wasted. It was a delicious A and one thick and hearty burger. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out! <laughs> All right, plug. Free plug. All right, spicy now. ketchup. <laughs> now what we what we're gonna talk about tonight is the Brat Pack. Now, any of you that grew up in the 80s, near the 80s, and even on to now have heard the phrase Brat Pack. Now, this kind of was in reference to the original Rat Pack that was like Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr. Um, who else was in the Rat Pack? Uh, you know? Dean Martin. Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., and there's one more, Bobby Fisher. Wasn't he one of them? Bobby. Bobby Fisher was a, a chess player. No, but there's like, no, what's his name? Eddie Fisher? Uh, Eddie Fisher, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, so anyway, mm-hmm. so it was, it was kind of a reference to those, but the way it was started was an article that was written for the, um, I believe it was uh, a cover story for the New York Magazine. Okay. And yep. he and he uh kind of nicely called these kids the Brat Pack. Now, who were they? Can you name some of the members of what was considered the eighties Brat Pack? Well, I I think they looked at the cast from say Animal Spire, but I think it actually goes before that. The mm-hmm. ones I know for sure I know for sure are gonna be Molly Ringwall. Rob Lowe and Amelia Vestavest. Everybody else is just maybe one or two movies, but yeah. I, I, you know, I just don't. I mean, I, I like when it comes to the Brack Pat. If they're in the John Hughes movies, I was a fan of it. I wasn't a big fan of say Emil Spire, even though I did my my senior final with I did a scene from that movie from my senior final in drama. Really? Um, yeah, I did a scene in the. Um, with Rob Lowe and the girl with the fire. We did the whole, uh, the whole thing. I can't even put it down so long ago. But, yeah, that was one of the things I did in high school. The okay. uh, I, I, Like I said, I was a big fan of the John Hughes movies, like Sixteen Candles, Weird Science, Breakfast Club. Uh, I didn't really care for much Pretty Pink or some uh, some kind of Wonderful. Those were all okay. John Hughes movies, you know. But, Very yeah, good. there's, you know. Well, what's considered the core of the Brat Pack, even though one of these guys doesn't consider himself a Brat Packer, and we'll talk about him in a moment, 
but of course, Emilio Estevez, as you mentioned, Rob Lowe, Molly Ringwald, but they also considered Anthony Michael Hall, uh, Andrew mm-hmm. McCarthy, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, and Ali Sheedy. These were considered the core of what was the Brat Pack. Now, there can, can more I kind of guess? Can I guess who, who did not want to be? Yeah, because I'm going to go based on a lot of these actors work together more than once. And yes. I, only one that I can think of only been in one of these films, and I'm going to say Andrew McCarthy. You are correct, sir. He is quoted as saying the media made up this sort of tribe. I don't even think I've seen these people since we finished St. Emmo's Fire. <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? I mean, that was, yeah. that was at the end of it because I think the back, back, the Brat Pack was already set at that point. I mean, they're already, at that point, they are already a core group. So I can see that. It makes per- perfect sense why Andrew McCarthy uh, was not, not considered himself a Brat Pack. Now, of all these films here, I think the one that stands out the most, I guess the b- most people could relate to, is Sam almost Fire because these all of us in the 80s were going out in the real world. Yeah, they graduated from college. Well, that reflected people who maybe didn't go to college, just high school, just going out in the real world. You know, you know, the, the grind begins here. This is where you, this is what you were all about. You're ready to be ready on your own. Here you go. And I think that film kind of covered that a little bit. You know, just they're young. There's yuppies. I think they were called yuppies in these movies, young urban yeah, professionals. Yeah. And that yeah. was the whole thing. Plus, it's, it's the tail end of that whole me generation of the '80s. You know, and it's wow. just it did. That's how I look at it. But uh, the Brackpad itself, it's like you can look at each of these char- actors, and they still have a role in in films today. They still do things here and there. You know, not as much as others. You know, yeah, and you know, now, now tell me, did you have a crush on any of these girls? Any of these, any of them? Molly Ringwald. Yeah, that's a go-to answer. She was cute, uh, her pouty little lips, and uh, <laughs> listen to you, her pouty little lips. Yeah, but that's the only thing. <laughs> but here's it's so funny though. I, I I don't mean to throw her under bus, but I remember in an interview that she did in the early. Or in the mid '80s or late '80s, and she just said herself, "I'm the type of actress don't think I need to do nudity to to get a role." And I think within five years, you know, like ah, I guess I need the money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, another one like, I really liked. Who? Before you finish, Ali Sheedy. I I thought she's very she's cute. She's a cute actress. I liked her in in a short circuit. And yeah, she was okay in the Breakfast Club, but that's the role she played. She played that little mouthy, you know. Not she just, uh, I can't, it's hard to describe her character. Just like it just stood out as she's just a wallflower, in other words, in my opinion. Yeah, but some of the things that she said and did made you mm-hmm. think that maybe she was kind of like, was she like freaky or, you know, would she get down with you on the first date? I don't know. No, I, mean, I hey, don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think Allie so. Ali Sheedy, where are you right now? I want you to settle this right now. It's <laughs> with me. <laughs> yeah, with me. So which guy did you have a crush on? Which guy? <laughs> well, of course, Rob Lowe. I mean, come on. Rob Lowe. The hair alone. I always, always liked Emilio Vestabez. I always liked him. I liked him. He did a movie that was called – that he directed. It was like one of his first movies he directed, first or second one. 
and it was really a dumb movie, but it just made me laugh called Men at Work, which I think was his oh, first movie. He and uh, Charlie Sheen, his brother. Yep, and yep, they're in that movie, and also uh, David Keith is in that movie as well, which was – the movie's crazy. It's so stupid, but it still made me laugh, and he also did another movie that was based off an S.E. Hinton book called uh, That Was Then, This Is Now. And which was oh a, yes, which was a terrible adaptation of the book, and I just I was excited about it. And just did they even read the book? I always say that. Did they even read the book? <laughs> wow, man! Uh, I did like uh, Wisdom, and he directed that one, didn't he? You know what? I don't know. I haven't seen that movie. I heard of it. I don't. Is it like some Indian movie or? I don't know. I'm just guessing. No, uh, <laughs> it's. Um, oh gosh, it's about a guy who wakes up one day and he decides that he's going to be uh, like a bank robber, and um, um, he can't get past when he got in trouble before he he got convicted of a felony. And his name is John Wisdom. So he and his girlfriend, who is played by Demi Moore, mm-hmm. uh, and they kind of like head out on a trail for a bank robbing spree. It's kind of like, uh, um, what's that uh, Oliver Stone movie, except without all the blood and everything, with uh, Mickey and Mallory? Oh, Natural Born Killers? Natural Born Killers, except without all the killing. They go out, they're robbing banks. In order to, uh, but this is the catch. They're aiding American farmers by robbing the banks. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah, it was an okay movie. Mm-hmm. It really was. I mean, besides the, the, the whole premise of helping farmers by robbing banks, it was actually a, a pretty good movie. But uh, Emilio Estevez did direct that. So he's directed mm-hmm. himself in a few things. But now, back to um, the whole idea of the Brat Pack. I mean, you've got people that were kind of like tangent, touched by the Brat Pack. You have Tom Cruise, C. Thomas Howe, Matt Dillon, Patrick Swayze, James Spader, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, all of these people were tangently uh, connected with some of the movies that they did. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right, man. If you think about it, the Outsiders started it all. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. That was a great movie, a great adaptation, again, of an S.E. Hinton book. And um, it was a great movie. It had a great heart to it. And all the actors did such a great job. Mm-hmm. See, Tom Powell like, yeah. is a great lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that and, is also an S.E. Hidden book. You know that, right? You know that. I'm sure you do. I said that, my friend. I said that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, it's a book, too. No. <laughs> but uh, um, I did. But there were some others who were a little bit older at that time, like Lake Garrett was also in The Outsiders. He was Bob, the guy who tries to drown Pony Boy and gets killed. He was in that movie. Uh, really? Diane Lane. I, know I know Diane yeah. Lane. I, was, I remember that. I do and remember I Diane Lane. Cherry wow. Cherry. What an appropriate name for her. What an appropriate name for her. And now she's <laughs> Superman's mom. What is going on with the world? 
It's okay, though. She's got to be somebody's mom. It doesn't make it less hot. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. She actually looks pretty good for her age. You know, all jokes She looks very good. Yeah. yeah well, no let's, talk, let's, let's talk about those people in that movie. Think of the talent. Tom Cruise is in that group, part of the, uh, the outsiders. If you look at yeah. it, let's, let's take, take a look at that for a moment. Let's go back for that particular movie because that's where it all started. Because if I don't know about you, because uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, this is something that was really big in my neighborhood. Everybody wanted to go see Outsiders when it came out. It was a big deal. All the girls crush on all. I mean, I think Matt Dillon was the most popular person in this movie, actor at least, right? I believe so. At the time, yes. I would agree with you with that because Patrick Swayze wasn't big yet. Mm-hmm. D. Thomas Howe had a few roles, but he kind of disappeared. Tom yeah, Cruise after became, Soul Man. Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> Did that come out in the 80s so we can talk about it sometime? It's, it's definitely in the 80s. That came out in 86, 87 for, 86 okay, we'll for talk, sure. We'll talk about that movie another time. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Charlie Sheen was in that movie. Yep. Uh, it was. It was the quintessential, if you wanted to say a brat pack or a pack, that was it right there. I mean, gosh. Like you said, every girl had a crush on every one of those guys. So mm. guys wanted to be them, you know? Mm-hmm. But it didn't make being a greaser cool. Wow. Those guys, yeah, those guys just had something about them. I mean, they all had something about them. Patrick Swayze worked up until he passed away. Matt mm-hmm. Dillon still works. Tom Cruise was the biggest star in the world for a while. Ralph Macchio did Artie Lang's movie. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Just skip the whole Cry Kid stuff that he did, though. But, yeah, but here's the thing. These are still big. I mean, come on, man. Patrick Swayze, Dance Dirty Dance, and he had a couple other movies that were pretty good ghosts. Uh, but you got like some A-list celebrities in here, man. You know, maybe not see Thomas Howell. I haven't seen him since Spider-Man Two. But yeah, <laughs> or was it but... Spider-Man? No, it was, Spider-Man. It was just... He was a Spider-Man. Yeah. He was in... yeah, that's right. Yeah, he had a cameo. Well, let me ask you a question now. I I, I want to know if you know the name of the. Can you name the character? Can you name the actor who played that character? Okay, go ahead. All right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna warm you up so you get your, get your brain blowing on it. Get get going. These are okay, my Johnny hands are warming up. Johnny Cade, who played Johnny Cade? That should be easy. Or Johnny was played, Ralph Macchio. That's correct. For two points now, ding, ding, who ding. played Pony Boy Curtis? See Thomas Howe. All right, good, good. Two Bit Matthews. Two Bit was Emilio Estevez. Wow, man, you're you're three for three. Okay, Soda Pop Curtis. Soda Pop was Rob Lowe. All right, now, who was Steve Randall? Steve, Steve, Steve. Oh gosh. Uh, was it Matt Dillon? Oh no! It's Tom Cruise played uh, Steve Randall. Oh, you went man. no car. You, I'll even buy you a car if you got that right. But unfortunately, you are a loser, sir. So we'll just go ahead and. <laughs> you couldn't say you weren't victorious here. You had to say I'm a loser. You notice the 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 way you you state that. 
You know, loser or not victorious. I don't know. I don't know about that. All right. So but tell that, me that this. was a great movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. One more qu- trivia question. Um, do you think that the author of this book is still alive or dead right now? Yes. I think she's alive because she was very young when she wrote this book. Yeah, she wrote in high school. I was, I was, I was a tricky guy. You know, as a female, do you know her full name? Do you know what the S.E. Hitton stands for do you, by any chance? Because I don't know. I had to look uh, it up. I'm not, I'm not like I'm a big author. You know, I know all the re- writers. I, I honestly don't know what, what it stands for. What's her name stand for? It stands for uh, Susan. Susan. Oh, did um, you know? Susan what? Edna? I don't know. I forgot her middle name. I don't know. But did you know that? Did you <laughs> know that she has a part in The Outsiders? No, does she really? She's the nurse when they go to the hospital. Really? That's her? I see. I learn something new every day. Dun, wow. Dun, dum. That's right. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm glad but you're so excited. Good. Yeah. but the, And you were, were not victorious there. No. And I wasn't going to buy you a car. Yeah. I just totally blew it there. A Toyota. <laughs> I'm gonna buy you a, a uh, was a Yugo. <laughs> a Yugo. I'm gonna buy you an Amigo. I'm gonna buy you a Yugo with the three rubber band engines. Yeah, baby, that's what I'm talking about. I mm. can give you my car from when I was in the army. They called it a pregnant roller skate. My friend was that a Dart? Was it a Dodge Dart? No, it was a Geo Metro. Geo Metro. I sold those cars. I did. Did you feel cars. like? Dirty after you sold them? I did because they're a piece of junk. <laughs> and I was oh, like, I I felt so bad. I married a school teacher that like saved all her money to, and just all she could afford. And like, girl, I'm like, I want to tell you that you should buy this car, but I really need to sell. <laughs> I got to feed my oh. family. So you got a nice car, lady. <laughs> this is top of the hill. Top. Right, oh, don't don't try to. As you can see, going back to the Outsiders, I mean, look at the talent film. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a great movie. You know, and and the, I think this would start off the whole Brat Pack because all these guys work together on other projects, you know. You know that's, yeah. That's pretty cool. You know? But Definitely. what do you think about Less Than Zero? Do you remember that movie? Which movie? Less Than Zero. It was based on the Brett Easton Ellis book. Uh, by the same name, Less Than Zero, and it had James Spader, Robert Downey Jr., Andrew McCarthy, Jamie Gertz. Um, it had a, just a variety of people in there. And it was that, such a good movie. Is that film part of the Brack Path, though? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Well, I mean, Andrew McCarthy's in it. He, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and a tangent yeah. again, Robert Downey Jr., James Spader, uh, Downey, uh, Robert Downey Jr. worked with uh, Anthony Michael Hall, of course, in Weird Science. Mm-hmm. The less remembered Johnny B. Good. He was the backup so, quarterback yeah. to Anthony Michael Hall's quarterback. Yeah, okay. I, I know of the movie, but never seen it. So it looks like there's only a couple of movies that will be considered part of the rat, Brack Pack. You got The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink. St. Elmo's Fire, The Alzheimer's, Young Guns, which I can see. 
um, Oxford Blues are the, what they're considered these uh, Brat Pack movies. These Brat Pack movies. Yeah, but then there are others. They mention others online about uh, who could also be considered Brat Packers and other that have been linked to the group. Maybe not. they weren't Brat Packers per se. Were uh, Leah Thompson, Kevin Bacon, Kiefer Sutherland, Matthew Broderick, John Cryer, Sean Penn, John Cusack, uh, Mary Stuart Masterson? I don't know. Masterson. I don't know about that. That's, what do you that's think? kind of stretching it. Because you don't, when you hear Brack Pack, at least with me, you don't think some of those actors as a Brack Pack. You know, maybe been one of the movies, but not in to the degree as the core films I mentioned earlier. I was just. My opinion. I could be wrong. I just don't know. But, I mean, definitely Sixteen Candles, which is one of my favorite movies. I, I mean, when that movie came out, I looked forward to high school. <laughs> 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 well, I did love Sixteen Candles as well. All the little nuances, um, the, the, the annoying little brother, the older sister that's getting married, the family that doesn't really care what you think or what you say, just as long as you appear to be content. Well, you know what, though? I mean, it all fair and honestly, man, there, there, there was a wedding, but the thing is, they should have known their daughter's birthday. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I, I mean, I've been, my sister's wedding was kind of chaotic like, chaotic like that, but I have a hard time believing that my mom would forget our birthday. On a, on a wedding, because she was like, "Well, why would we have a wedding on that day? That's, that's Samantha's birthday. Why would we do that?" You know, that's the first thing I'm thinking. Who knows? I mean, you but, think about it. You mm-hmm. think about it, and it's like, uh, what do they call the fiance, the bohunk? And maybe they just completely ignored Samantha, and that's how kind of like Jan Brady would say, that's what it's like to be the middle child. I have to describe. I'm a middle child. I don't feel that way at all. I made my own drum. I beat my own beat. Whatever drum, stupid. It was. I was on a roll anyway. But here's the <laughs> thing. Here's the thing. I'm trying to get with this one here. This movie here is like, if you want to know what the '80s was like as a teenager, this film just touches it. Now the wild party, of course, that's exaggerated, but just the 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 games are playing like that. The questionnaire. I don't know if you did that, but we used to have those books where the, would you do this with this person? Who do you like? And you, and you don't put your name. You just, you just you just have yourself a number. Like I was always, I would put my number as twenty three, even though I had like ten or other spots available. I always put twenty three because that's my number. Oh well. But I remember those books where you say, would you mess with this person? You know, I, I thought it was all pretty cool though. And the, the style, the clothes, the hairstyle, the music. You know, there's still um, when I hear true. I think of 16 Candles. I, oh, I, I just man. can't help it. I can't help it. I just cannot help it. I hear that song, True. I'm not big of those type of music, but it just goes hand in hand. You know, and I, and I saw myself as king of the dorks. I really did. I was into computer hacking. I was doing that kind of stuff. And I mm-hmm. really took some inspiration of Anthony Michael. Anthony Hall. I actually started liking him even more after this movie because he was also in the uh, Chevy Chase vacation movie. But yeah. I think he he really stood out in this particular movie. I, I kind of related to him because I would consider myself a geek, but not to the point where they would mess with me. I was a like I said, I was a nerd that was actually talking to girls. I was probably one of the rare guys in my group that actually were able to t- handle talking to females. I was I was very good with that, so I didn't mind computers <laughs> by day, by night, you know. 
But, you know, if you think about that particular movie, it's also trying to be accepted, you know, and all, you know, Samantha had issues even with her friends, you know, only her friends said happy birthday and trying to just relax kind of stuff and just go with it. But she had a real crappy day at school. You know, her note was, you know, her note was missing and yeah, <laughs> she was like, oh, it was just an awkward. And I was like Michael Anthony, Hall, I mean, Anthony Michael's approach from the very beginning is just funny. We start walking up that, um, on the bus, on the bus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I really, I mean, not to cut you off and you can finish your thought in a moment, but what I wanted to say is I like your idea of acceptance because even Jake Ryan, the big guy on campus doesn't feel accepted by the crowd he's with. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah. says, yeah, I mean, he said the the girlfriend gets liquored up and just wants to party and pretend that they're married and um, she wants to be something that she's not. Jake wants somebody that he doesn't have and he has the most beautiful women woman on campus. Farmer Ted just wants to be wanted and Samantha just wants to be understood. I mean, everybody wants something and I think that makes for a good movie. What do you want? I've heard that in an acting class before when you talk about acting, reading a script, studying your script, and you say, what what does your character want? And whatever answer you come up with, well, that's what the character wants. Now, if your director doesn't like what the character wants, well, mm-hmm. then that, that's something you have to discuss with your director. But, I mean, you have to have, for lack of a better word, motivation. And they all had good motivation. They all knew what they wanted, and they worked really hard to show that. So oh, yeah, I really, definitely. really love that movie, too. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Do. And even Jay looking like a fake uh, Matt Dillon, which is fine. I know that's why they probably couldn't get him. I don't know. But he totally has that Matt Dillon vibe to him. Look, yeah, which I do you know what other movie he was in? Big movie? I No, I wouldn't know. He was also in... Vision Quest. He plays the best friend to um, Matthew Modine. Well, here's the thing about Vision Quest. I I remember walking to the theater to watch it, mm-hmm. but I wasn't watching it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I, I I, I'm sorry. I was I, yes. I remember buying the ticket, but I, I didn't um... watch. It. <laughs> Shame, shame, shame. Just like uh, Data says, shame, shame. Everybody know your name. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just like, there's still lines from that movie I quote. You know, like, you know what this dude to a kid my age? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we spit on the birth control. Oh, oh my. <laughs> and then, and then uh, there's so many lines. Jamie Gertz, I don't know. Isn't she one of the girls that cuts her hair? Yes. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. She was in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And John also, and Joan um, Cusack were also in there. Yeah, uh, John Cusack has a line called, take off. <laughs> he says take off to him when uh, he couldn't get the uh, – or dance whatever – it was pretty cool. I just so many moments about that movie. Still, my all-time favorite comedies is Sixteen Candles and just the the scene with the panties and 
You know, just oh, everything. Yeah. God, I just go on and on and just the oh, my favorite scene is when Samantha runs into her grandparents. <laughs> oh, I know which one you're talking about. That scene kills me. The look on that grandfather's face when the grandma grabs her booze is priceless. Straight up Miller stands he was okay on the big screen. <laughs> as dad, as Papa just watches. That's crazy. Oh, I love that movie. And the the little kid. He was do you know that little kid? Recognize that little kid? Do you know what movie he was in? He was in Kramer versus Kramer. He was an Oscar nominated yes. uh, actor, wasn't he? Yes, definitely. Yes. I would tell you what, though. The kid had some great lines. It was was hilarious. It was just absolutely hilarious. What was one of your favorite lines of his? Because I've got one that I love. Uh, I think when he says, it's going to make a very interesting uh, wedding night, don't you think? Or honeymoon. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is... Mine is when the when uh, the, I think it's the father that says, "Don't be a dumbass," and he goes, "Okay, oh, don't be a smartass," and then he goes, "Okay, I'll be a dumbass." Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> it, it just <laughs> he goes, "That's uh, the, who's that strange guy in in the bedroom?" Oh, that's uh, what's his new fiance. He's like making crack on her sister. <laughs> 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 I'm well, telling you, awesome, awesome, awesome. That is a great movie, and anyone out there who's listening who's never watched it, man, do yourself a favor. Watch a John Hughes movie, whether it's Sixteen Candles or whether it's The Breakfast Club. Watch a John Hughes film; you'll enjoy it. Kevin. Smith okay, which one do you start fan. with? If you pick any John Hughes movie, which one would you re- recommend? What would you do? Ooh, I would have to say The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club is good. And I, when I walked in the theater, I did not expect to see what I saw. I did not did not expect that at all. Because, one, I didn't see the trailer. I knew it was a John Hughes movie. I saw Michael uh, Michael Anthony Hall, or Anthony, whatever his name is, um, and Molly Ringwald. So I thought it was like a sequel to, to 16 Candles for all I know. You know, you know who, who yeah. knows? So when I walked in the theater, I walked out like, wow, that was a really good movie. I really liked that. And I will give you that. I would have to go, honestly, go 16 Candles because Breakfast Club gets kind of serious. And I just like the, the fun of 16 Candles. You know, that's to me. I really like that. And and Science just goes to the deep end. Just It's it's a weird movie. I love Weird Science, though. I, 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 I've forgotten all about Weird Science. Weird well, science I'm glad is so great. This is true. The only problem is if there was if those two guys are black, I promise you weird science will be R rated. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man, you went there. I went there. Come on, man. Come on. You're gonna So tell, tell me, me what would be different, gee. No, that shower scene. They they start off with. I mean, hey, you know what? I was in theater. Like, you know what? This is gonna be a good movie. They're starting out where I would in the shower. That's right. Let's get this going. <laughs> 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 oh, 
But uh, um, it's a lot of fun. My favorite scene in the uh, in the uh, weird science is when they're at the jazz club talking to those other guys. And when she kicked me in my (laughs) yes, she need me in the nuts. All right. Now he goes. He goes. He goes wait, 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 goes. Hey, I'll ask you a question. What? Why are you with a malaka like this guy? <laughs> she goes purely Maybe sexual. <laughs> what is a malaka? Is that something in Spanish? I don't know. Is it? I don't know. But what Maybe I was about to say. Yeah, we can look that up. But maybe one of our listeners knows. If you're listening and you have a favorite John Hughes movie or you have a question for one of us, you can reach us at 714-242-6116. We're always available to answer any of your questions, uh, trivia questions, if you like. Yeah, if you need uh, help with cooking a turkey, I can help you with that, too. I'm here here to help you. I'm here to help you. She's in the Malacca's. <laughs> you can say yes. that again. <laughs> She's in the Malacca's. <laughs> She's in the Malacca's. Listen to this guy. <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, and also, you can't forget Chet. Who, I mean, every scene that uh, Bill Paxton? Paxton was in just stole it. He was an asshole brother. Did you spit in this? No. <laughs> like that's what I would ask my brother. Like, did you do anything <laughs> to this man? I'm like, it was so funny, man. I love Chet in the in the uh, weird science. When but, he's choking him out, and he goes, "You can have my VCR, my college fund, Chet." <laughs> <laughs> do you think Grammy, Grammy, and Grampy enjoy being? Uh, in what? What do you call them? In being a catatonic uh, state, uh, yeah, yeah. being in a catatonic state in a closet, honey. <laughs> wow! Oh wow! Man, rest in peace, dude. That guy was so yeah. good. He was great All in that right. movie. But it goes goes into what I like. We both consider part of the Brackback is the Breakfast Club. Now that right there is, I say, is a core of the Brackback. My opinion. That's the Brackback okay. right there. You know, you have your key people there. You got your Judd Nelson, your Monty Ringwall, Mila Vestavez, Ali Sherry, Sherry, sorry, um, of course, Anthony Michael Hall. Mm-hmm. A great, great movie. Did I miss somebody? That's everybody, right? I think I got everybody. Yeah, I, th- I think I you think. got everybody in The Breakfast Club. But I'm <laughs> telling you, man, there are a lot of movies that, again – I keep going back to this word, but tangently are connected with the Brat Pack because like Rob Lowe and Andrew McCarthy were in this movie called Class where um, Andrew McCarthy goes into the city and he hooks up with this hot older lady is played by Jacqueline Bissett. Did you ever see this movie? Uh, no, I'm, I'll try and watch it on cable and my dad bust me and I couldn't watch it. It was R-rated. Oh, okay. Trying to see some old lady titties, I guess. I don't know, but yeah, access denied. <laughs> well, it turns out that Jacqueline Bissett is Rob Lowe's mom. And Rob Lowe oh, and Andrew yeah, McCarthy know, are yeah. classmates. Oh, man. That one that one's a pretty good watch. 
but that one is considered maybe a Brad Pack movie. You mentioned Oxford Blues, uh, St. Elmo's Fire, Pretty in Pink. Um, what about this one? I'm not so sure about this one, but it's it's under there, uh, under the Brat Pack heading, I guess you could call it. About Last Night with Jim Belushi, Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, and Elizabeth Perkins. That movie, uh, yeah, that's my introduction to porn because there, there was a lot of sex in that movie. Uh, if you don't, <laughs> it's just one of those movies. Uh, I would consider this part of the Brack Pack because you have the, you got Debbie Moore, you have um, Rob Lowe, definitely in the mm-hmm. in it, and and you know, come on, man, Jim Belushi was hilarious in that movie. Yeah, I really, really like his guy. performance. Yeah, yeah, doesn't does doesn't do much anymore. I guess he's just done with it. Um, definitely one of those films where it's the '80s. It's the indulgence of it all. It's just it's yeah. Kind of like, it's 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 completely uh, time stamp where you, it's just outdated. You know, it's you can it's really shows. They even did a remake like two years ago or three years ago. Yeah, they, made they a did. They and did. Didn't do well. It didn't do well. Well, even this one didn't do that great. So <laughs> yeah. it didn't do well even when it came out in the 80s. I just remember that it was just sex all the time. And then the third act, it got all serious. It was like that's all they were doing. Every other scene was just sex, 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 sex. You know, okay, I got I got it. Demi Moore is okay being, showing her booty in a movie. I Yeah, fine, cool. But we got the story it. was okay. Yeah, but I just look forward to all the scenes with Jim Belushi. Okay. And just some of the questions he asked, like, did you call her? <laughs> and, yeah, he, and he just went off on him and on the train was so funny on the subway bus or train it was cool. Definitely a lot of fun. What about Red Dawn. Oh, Red Dawn was a perfect movie to freak out your teenage audience. Oh, you know, definitely yes. It's it was a perfect date movie for you know kids in junior high and high school because it was the first PG thirteen movie that I, I, I'm almost I'm, I'm like nine nine point nine percent it was the first PG thirteen movie um, so that was exciting which I thought it had a little more action to it and unfortunately when I first saw it I only watched the first forty five minutes I think I told you the story because I snuck to watch Purple Rain instead I went with a bunch <laughs> of people. And yeah. Mopped, and I snuck out and said, "Well, I'm going to see this other movie." And oh well. And somehow it timed perfectly because by the time the movie was over, Red Dawn was over too, so it worked out. And uh, definitely end up seeing it. I thought it was pretty cool. I love uh, with the Powers Booth was pretty cool in that movie. Uh, oh, I barely recognized Charlie Sheen in the movie, and mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer Grey is in it as well. Um, what's her name from? Back to the Future. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson's in that movie as well. It's a good movie. Red Dawn is awesome. This is the beginning when those start parachuting in. The Cubans and Russians, like, oh my God, this is crazy. Wolverines! Wolverines! Yeah. Yeah. uh, Did you see the remake? No, I didn't bother. I heard too many bad things about it, so I didn't bother seeing it. It wasn't bad. You should give it a chance. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's only one Red Dawn. Again, I, I keep believing that Hollywood started learning to remake the movies that were bad. 
that had a good idea that just wasn't executed well. You know, yeah. a good example well, is, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. What, what was your example? Well, I'm going to say like Howard the Duck. It's a terrible movie, but the character is awesome in the comic books and it was just a missed opportunity. But we're getting off subject. Let's stick to the to these uh, great movies from the Rack Pack, definitely. Okay. Well, here are a couple from another tangent. Uh, Brat Packer uh, in Matthew Broderick, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and War Games. Uh, again, I don't see him in that category. I hear what you say about tangent. Just, I mean, what's the time? Charlie Sheen in, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's a close. And I Jennifer Grey. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you can. Yeah, but still, it's just like it's just tangent. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, another great, one of John Hughes' best movies. I remember cutting school to see that movie. Just to say, I can say I did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, I really, man. I did. I really did. I cut classical to see that movie. Just so I can say that. True story. I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and I saw it with a double feature with Top Gun. This is 1986, people. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that was a double feature. feature. Yeah, they marketed that way. See, Tom Cruise and Ferris Bueller. They're both Paramount movies, so they paired them together, which made no sense other than they're just from the same studio. So. In the late night double feature show. Exactly, Rocky. Exactly. (laughs) um, But War Games did have Ali Sheedy. Again. Yeah, I can see. I can tell these all tie together. War games, war games changed my life, and I, I I know I talked about this before, but it really did. It actually changed my course in my life. Because the reason because it's all about computers. I, I didn't know you could do this stuff with a computer. And yeah. That, and I I promise you, I was not the same person when I walked out of that theater. I walked in a different kid. When I left that theater, because I was I was all about computers after that. Not that I want to do hacking, just the fact that computers could do stuff, and that's all I cared about after that point is computers. It's crazy, it changed my life. I wanted to do really the did. same thing. I, I agree with you. I wanted to do the same thing, but uh, like the ADHD I am, I just I, I wanted to hack computers for like two days, and I was like, eh, I'm done with that. Nah, I mean I begged my parents for a computer. And, and and again, I mean, I feel so spoiled because <laughs> I look back how much that computer cost back then. Like, Jesus. <laughs> and I bet you got one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's another one that I thought was really good. And uh, it's Kevin Dillon, Matt Dillon's brothers in it. And uh, Andrew uh, McCarthy. Kevin Dillon and Anthony McCarthy. Uh, no, that was Platoon. So that was Kevin. That was Charlie Sheen. Yeah. I don't know. What is it? Heaven help us. Oh, okay. I never seen that movie. I know of it. I've seen the trailer, but I've never seen the movie. But I know. I know what you're talking about. It's a fun movie. It really is. It's a, it's a real fun watch. They're, um, they're Alter Boys, right? Yeah, well, they're just going to like a, a St. Basil, I think, or St. Somebody. Uh, they're going to that prep school, and it's a Catholic school. And Andrew McCarthy is new, trying to fit in. Uh, he is not liked by one of the one of the schoolmasters there. 
uh, and uh, he ends up falling for Mary Stewart Masterson, who is like the troubled girl on the block. She works at the local diner that everybody goes to. But it's a lot of fun. You should give that one a chance. It's really good. Mm. Well, maybe. And possibly. We'll see. <laughs> maybe. I can tell you right now yeah. I'm not going to see it. <laughs> I just it you went from maybe to eh to nah. No, I'm not going to see it. <laughs> All right. Now let's go back to um, to Demi Moore, John Cusack, Joel Murray. Who do you think what, – what movie am I talking about? Okay. Again, we got John Cusack. John Cusack, Demi Moore, Joel Murray. Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, there's only oh, dude, there's only one movie. That's my um, one crazy summer. That's so right. Just, that's a, yeah, because that's yeah, that's yeah. And ready for this? I've never seen the movie. That's I mean, I know I know the movie. The actors are in it, but never seen it. Never seen it. That is a funny movie. Savage Steve Holland did some great stuff in the '80s. He's still doing good stuff with on TV now. But uh, I well, I don't know if he's still doing features, but I know I've seen a lot of his stuff like on uh, my kids watch Nickelodeon a lot and he and he directs he directed several episodes of some of the TV shows that they like. Hmm. And uh, he's still got that edge to him after all these years. I really like watching Savage Steve Holland stuff. Oh wow. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, uh, waiting for challenge. I'm waiting for some challenge man because I don't think it will beat me people. I don't think he can. Yeah, I know. Somebody call us. It'd be fun. But while we're thinking about that, um, Lesson Zero I mentioned, uh, and uh, Mannequin, which again has James Spader and Andrew McCarthy, and a young Kim Cattrall. Well. The what movie? Mannequin. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. She was the mannequin. Yeah, yeah. It threw me off for a second. Like, what, what, what? I like thought she was the mannequin. It threw me off for a second. See, it's, it's been a while since I've seen these movies, but you can see it's all in here. It just got got collaborated, mixed up a little bit, but I I figured it out though. All right, now in Johnny Be Good, a now very famous actress made her debut. Who would that be? Uh, I would probably know this answer if I seen the movie. Uh, okay, that's okay. Then it wasn't fair. I'll make it. Uh, I'll make it a. Uh, who was it? Just who was it? Who was it? Oh, I was going to make a multiple choice, but I'll tell you. Oh. Uma Thurman. I would have never known that. I never. I never seen the movie. That's cool though. That is really cool. That's cool. She played a young little Uma Thurman, huh? Yeah, she was a that. young Uma Thurman who was Johnny's uh, girlfriend. Wow! 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 Oh. oh okay. That's nice. To, I I would have never guessed that. I would have never guessed it. Uh-uh-uh. But you know what the funny thing is? Uh, it's just cool. Like I said, every time we look at these old films, these act. I love seeing these actors still around doing things. You know, I love it. Yeah. You know? I think it's I think it's a testament to their abilities to change with the time, because they're actors who have come and gone. Even as recently as the last 10 years, there are actors who have come and gone and uh, are no, nowhere to be found anymore. And there are a lot of these, you know, Brat Packers who, uh, although Brat Pack was considered a negative connotation at the time, 
have really made great careers for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like uh, Anthony Michael Hall uh, had the dead zone, and he was very popular for a while, uh, taking away all the geek stuff that, that he had going on when he was younger. Uh, but he was Johnny Smith in the dead zone, which I think was on USA, but I can't remember for sure. Yes, yes it was. But, yeah, he was so good in that. And just shows how good of an actor, how much range he has. He was in Edward Scissorhands, uh, yes. and he played he played the the bad guy, I guess you could say. Yeah, he was all buffed out. It was it was a different look for him when that movie came out. It was like him trying to restart his career a little bit, but just you know he yeah. was buffed out. You know. That's right. Just yep. All right. Now um, let's see who else. Demi Moore. Although I haven't seen anything from her lately, had some really good stuff on into the 2000s. And, of course, she was married to Bruce Willis, and that was like an A-lister's heaven for a little while. They did a lot of movies together. And I, you know, I She was engaged to Emilio Vestavez. That's why he, he's in, she's in a lot of his films, because they were right. dating. They were dating. Yeah, yeah. And she was married to Ashton Kutcher. Tell me we didn't yeah. get punked there. Uh, but but I'm bumped. Oh my goodness! Thank you, thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> it is the only place you'll. <laughs> and this is the only place you'll be too, people. This is the only place I'll be for the next week. Uh, but um, Timothy Hutton. Now he was in Taps with Sean Penn and uh, Tom, Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is in that movie. Yeah, and. Um, I think Timothy Hutton was one of the better actors of that of that age group. He wasn't a Brat Packer per se, mm. but uh, no. I think he was a great actor. He he was a you know what he was a very young actor, not trying like a teenager. Like he didn't do those type of movies. He only played like a teenager in Pain and Ordinary People with uh, Mayor Moore and I think was it was it Robert Redford? Yeah. I think. No, he directed. It was Donald Sutherland, wasn't it? Donald Sutherland, no, you're right. It was Donald Sutherland. You're right. But yeah, Robert Redford directed it. Okay, I was, yeah. ah, I should know. I should have known. So he's always playing like an older character, but no, I don't consider him anywhere near the Brack Pack at all. Not at all. Yeah, not, not at, at all. all. I agree with you. Um, there's just so many films that came out at the time that really the, the sense of, the essence of being a teenager at the time, what it meant to be. And they grew up with us. You know, they were a little bit older than me, but they grew up with us. We we saw them go from weird science where, you know, you can't even shower with a girl to wisdom where they're robbing banks to uh, American Psycho in the 90s, you know. I mean, just think about all, all these places these people went. Yeah, wow. it's just it's an amazing journey for all of them, and I think you know, and we're coming to age when we we're in teenagers, so these films are going to be embedded with us. It's it's just like the films of the seventies and sixties for that generation that they they can relate to it. And the eighties, we got to admit, we're we're very lucky. You know, we didn't have like a, a, a war going on, you know, or civil unrest. Yeah, you're right. It was a generation where we could just actually 
almost uh, almost like a little bit of the fifties. You know, you know what I'm trying to say? Didn't have a lot going on. I mean, that a Cold War with Russia, that kind of stuff, a little bit, but it wasn't like like the seventies. We had they had Vietnam and and civil rights, and you know, you know where I'm going with this. So I know where you're going. Yeah, and I and, and I completely agree with you. It was like freedom to enjoy life. That was it. Yeah. Coca Cola yeah. clothes and swatches and jam be, shorts. Like, yeah, and it may, and I don't know. Maybe also with being naive, that maybe we didn't want to hear some of the dark stories that you hear now. That these some of these second some of these teenage movies they go through now, they go through some real adult drama, and you know, I didn't really have that kind of stuff till I got into my senior year. <laughs> um, but if you think about the early '80s and the mid. 80s. It was all fun. It was just having a good Porky's, Back to the Future, The Goonies. You know, they're not really. I mean, you have your typical horror movies too, but when you yeah. look at the backpack, it's it, it, I think it is a time capsule where a lot of the youth, the yuppie generation, actually mm-hmm. saw the world. It was all about me. It didn't. If you look at all the stories of these films, it didn't really it wasn't like on a global scale or it's something that could change. You know our, uh, our way of thinking. It's just something that was only dealt with their personal issues. You know, it wasn't about if we do this, this can save you know some people, or you know we're gonna save a home. It's all about me not getting in trouble or me in a relationship. You fall. It was just a, I have to use the word me a lot because all these storylines do go down that path. Yeah, nothing it was wrong. The new generation. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong. It was just a sign of the times. Yeah. Man, that's that's a great man. That's that's a really insightful. I re- I really like that uh, because I totally agree with you and what you're saying about how these characters develop themselves, how they kind of just drew out of themselves what was happening uh, in their world. It was a microcosm of what our world was at the time, and in America, it was um, you know sunshine. Lollipops and rainbows, you know. I mean, but yeah, there wasn't a lot of a lot of. I guess what you could call it is like sadness. Like, but you're right. You do see a lot of sadness and a lot of anger and a lot of issues in what is out now. And that, and I think that's good because I think this generation is much wiser, and I think the internet has a lot to do with it. You know, we have the break. You know. Like something like Britannica, we didn't have the internet that could open our eyes to happening across the world. You know, and a lot of times you don't watch the news, you don't know what's going on in the world. You're gonna read the newspaper or your your local news, you don't know what's happening in Europe. So you, you look at these films now; they're dealing with um, bullyism, you know, su- suicide, you know, and just all kinds of stuff that we weren't really we knew of it. You know, I can think of one movie in the 80s that dealt with something really dark we weren't comfortable with, with incest, with a movie called, ABC movie called Something About Amelia. It was a movie about a father who who um, had a, a relationship with his daughter. Oh, yeah. It was played yeah, by Ted was... Danson. Ted Danson and, um, oh, my goodness, what's her name? She played the crazy woman in Fatal Attraction. Glenn Close? Glenn Close was the wife. And uh, the thing was that even, I didn't take it that serious. I used to make jokes because the movie was about something about Amelia. And anytime a girl's acting on Moody in class, oh, there's something wrong with 
with uh, Lisa. Yeah, I would say that. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> Something wrong with his medulla oblonga. <laughs> exactly. So the the whole point was it's a different generation, and uh, and I think it's a time capsule. People, you want to see how things are a little bit easier and how we looked at the world. Check out some of these Brackpack movies of the '80s. You'll get a little glimpse of you know it's a time capsule. It's great. Well, uh, and that in itself, what you just mentioned, some, something about Amelia. What about mm-hmm. like Red Dawn, and then you had The Day After. Do you remember that 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 movie? I, I do remember The Day out. After. The one, uh, yeah, it was about a, the, a bomb going off, a nuclear bomb going off in the United States. You know, going to war yes. with Russia. Yeah, but yes. there was one a little more darker, a little more, a little like really messed up. It was called Threads. It came out of Europe. It, uh, it was a UK film, a United Kingdom. Now that's a dark movie about the apocalypse, you know, World War. It was, you know, it was, you know, dropping bombs, in a, you know, in a country. So that one's pretty bad. But you're right. There were a couple of films, but not like how it is now. You know, not like no, how it is. Not at all. You know, even stuff on, on, you know, come on, say by the bell that with drugs. <laughs> you didn't have that day. It's for our shows. Yeah. Say by the bell. That was a '90s show, but this shows the times have changed. Definitely. So and yeah, the, well, but the drugs were like caffeine pills. Come on. Well, you Nowadays. know, come on, they're they're gonna, they're gonna say, what the hell are you doing with opium? <laughs> but you got the point. Is that heroin? Could you imagine <laughs> they actually had some hardcore stuff? Because I tell you what, that's some real hardcore stuff. Those girls will be doing a lot more things for those drugs. So. <laughs> Once again, we go back to cue the porno music. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, yeah, well, you know, it's about that time, my friend. It's about that time. Oh, so we've got to say goodbye to you and all your friends. See you later. No, <laughs> no, no, that's not it. Um, well, where can we find you on El Interneto? Well, you can find me, people, very easy. Just go at Tony underscore Lamar or just look up Tony Lamar on YouTube or Facebook. I'm out there, people. You can look me up at Alaman underscore II or at Juan the second dot com. Hopefully my internet, well, not my internet, my, uh, my web builder will get my site up sooner or later because it's been down for about a week, but go check it out. It'll be up soon and you can see what I'm up to. Uh, and for right now, we're going to call it a night, but we thank you all so much for hanging out with us. And uh, maybe soon we'll get somebody that will be brave enough to call us. But until then, Tony, I appreciate your time tonight. I appreciate all of your time out there. And we'll catch you next week with the 80s hour or so. All right. This has been a last-minute studio production. 2017 with Mr. Juan Alamon and Tony Mar. See you next time. Peace.